Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking to George Wright, one of the team behind the New Issue, a new print magazine published here in the UK by Big Issue North. The Big Issue helps homeless people by recruiting street vendors to sell copies at a profit, which they then keep. And the New Issue is dedicated to helping the same people, but via a different route. It's intended as a slower, longer read. Uh, It's more expensive with higher production values. And its quarterly publishing schedule allows the team more time to find and develop the stories that they want to tell. Importantly, this magazine isn't sold on the streets and instead George is working to sell it through organisations that will buy via subscription uh, and you'll be able to buy it in the shops as well. I was really interested to hear about the origins of this project and the way that it's changing as it grows. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with George Wright from The New Issue. George, thanks so much for coming over. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So you are the business mind behind uh, this new magazine, The New Issue, which comes out of the stable of The Big Issue North. And I think that a lot of our listeners in the UK will be very familiar with The Big Issue. But just for anyone who is maybe a bit further afield, maybe you could start by telling us what is The Big Issue and, and what's the sort of mission with, with that? Sure. So Big Issue, Big Issue North are both street papers um, sold across the UK by uh, people who have no other means of earning an income. So they buy the magazine off us for £1.25 and they sell it for £2.50. It's actually a concept that's, that's worldwide. Um, we're part of a, a network of street papers. There's around, I'll get all these numbers wrong now, there's around 150 um, street papers around the world on every continent, I'm saying with very little confidence, but I I think on every continent, um, but it's a concept that started in the UK um, in earnest. Okay, so you're um, based up in Manchester in the UK and you're working out of Big Issue North, so then how does the new issue fit into all of this? So the new issue, it's, it fits in that it's part of the same stable as the Big Issue North um, and it has the same ethos, so it's a non-profit magazine, it, um, all of the money we make through it, touch wood, um, <laughs> all the money we make through it will go back to supporting the people who sell Big Issue uh, on the streets. Um, it's just, it's a different way, a different audience we think a different way of doing things but actually at its heart it's the same thing it's a magazine that tells stories that often aren't being told otherwise and its purpose is about changing lives for people who don't have any other means of making that happen mm-hmm. so tell to us about some of these differences then so what like what were the things that you were trying to do differently with this that you couldn't do or weren't doing with the, the big issue okay so i think the really big fundamental one is that big issue is a weekly um, what that means is that it falls somewhere between features and news, I guess. Um, the this, this constraints and the, the challenges of bringing out a weekly magazine. And, you know, it is the, the quality of Big Issue and Big Issue North is, is really, really high. But um, it means that there's not always space to do things mm-hmm. that we would really love to do. Mm-hmm. And so part of the thinking behind the new issue was 
we have a really great network of freelancers. We have great reporters. We get, above all, incredible photography sometimes. And there's not the physical or time space to, to make the most of that occasionally. So in terms of content, the big difference is is space in like every sense of the word, really. Um, we have the new issue, it's long form, it's photo driven, um, it can look deeper into things that when you're naturally working at most maybe three three issues and three weeks in advance, you just don't get the scope to do. I think that's probably the key difference. It's like our, our long player version. Mm-hmm. So you can be a little bit more timeless basically with the stories you're telling in this. Yeah, and I think we, we have to be. Um, you know, you can't you can't follow the news cycle mm-hmm. as much when it's out every three months. I think what what we try and do is like look at the the things that are maybe one step behind the news cycle as in sort of one step removed from the news cycle so in our next issue we've got a piece about um that goes to workington and in the election last december there was a, a hell of a lot of talk about this mythical workington man who was the person who um it was alleged would dictate this election and they were you know they were angry about the fact we hadn't left the eu and they had X, Y, and Z priorities, and it was that kind of. I'm going to become very parochial, like London centric. <laughs> uh, this is a northern man whose interests are, you know, rugby league and Brexit. Um, and so, while maybe that as a news story go, comes and goes, we went to Workington and kind of looked at the realities of Workington man and woman, um, and you know what the nuance behind that kind of broad brushstroke that often the 24-hour news cycle just just gives. And, and I guess also thinking about the approach you've taken with this, so the stock is different. Like, the, like you know, you've got a perfect bound magazine here rather than the big issue, which I think is stapled. Yes, is, yeah. yeah. So, the, so I guess that's thinking of, as you say, you've got this great photography, you want to really make that work to its, its best advantage. Yeah, the aesthetic is, is different. Um, it's a really high quality stock it's um as you say it's perfect bound it's a slightly different slightly different shape that just gives it a more kind of coffee table-ish feel we think i think our, our heart what we felt was that people associated big issue with um a good a, a quality product and good journalism um and also doing a good thing but not necessarily with kind of aesthetic beauty and we, we sort of felt like there's no reason why something that's intrinsically um, a good thing can't also be can't also be beautiful. And we did feel as well like that this is almost standing against the really like transient nature of of um, publishing of news um, as something that will last the test of time a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It is like that thing where there was a resurgence a few years ago in in buying vinyl because people appreciated having the physical product the physical thing to hold and that like slight almost hipsterish status symbol that it represented and we we sort of felt like there was an opening for something like that you know there's loads of great magazines a lot of whom stack readers will know that are doing that really high quality a bit more thoughtful Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that that we kind of trying to emulate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you say we, so who, who was it who first came up with the idea for all of this? Um, well, me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a conversation with our 
chief exec in the pub as all great ideas start where we had exactly this conversation you know why we could do something that's a bit more um long and beautiful and that does something a little bit different um that was kind of the germ of an idea that i think was maybe the summer of 2018 and we spent a long time obviously we're we're a social enterprise so every we can't just rush into stuff you know we spent a long time kind of trying to work out how we could make it happen and make it work um we brought in our editorial team at big issue north so kevin gopal's our editor and kind of said you know can we can we make this happen can we can we do it obviously everybody wants to because they recognize the the value in it but a lot of quite hard-headed conversations about will this work what will it look like how will we sell it all that sort of stuff took place over a long period of time before issue one over a year after the first conversation in the pub yeah yeah so picking up then on how you sell it i guess that's going to be another really important difference with the big issue the big issue north because whereas with those they're sold on the street by vendors that doesn't feel like the right way to sell a magazine like this so how, how are you getting this out in front of people yeah you're right this isn't being sold by our vendors um so we've got a few channels it's being sold online through our online shop um it's being sold to uh, organizations so we're looking for people for organizations to take subscriptions for lobby areas for hotels to put them in bedrooms for whoever to put them wherever they feel it's best and it's it's that sort of a bit like buying big issue where it's partly because you really want to read it and you see the value in it and partly because it's something that makes you feel good about buying it as well mm-hmm. and we we kind of see this as the the organizational version of of that where people buy it because they think it adds value they think it looks great they they think it'll be interesting for their customers their visitors whoever it might be but also because it's a way of doing something good and rooting yourself in your community as well actually you know it, it makes a big difference so because i noticed <clears throat> there's no uh, price on the cover so is that because you want people to see this essentially as a free magazine that they will find say in a hotel lobby or something and, and pick it up or, or do you actually want to sell it in shops we have in the last couple of weeks decided that we will move to selling it through stockists as well and we are actively looking for any stockists who want to stock it um because we because we think it has appeal on that nature but our first and primary route was about selling it to organizations so that's why the price wasn't necessarily a priority um because a we envisaged it being more about subscription say annual subscriptions than about individual issues um, but also, yeah, because of that that route. Mm-hmm. So the the cover price is obviously one uh, important way that people make money from magazines, and the other one is advertising. And you've decided not to have any advertising in there. Yeah, um, we've decided to make it hard for ourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, there is no advertising. Uh, the 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 money we make is purely through the cover price. We did that for a number of reasons, really. One is that we felt like when we were looking at what can what do we offer as the big issue and the kind of network of street papers and big issue north and it's authenticity it's a sense of real independence um independent journalism that tells stories that need to be told regardless of who that may or may not um upset or please 
And actually, we felt like it was something that readers would really value is that we're telling these stories for them and for the people whose stories we tell, uh, not for advertisers, paymasters, you know, shareholders, that sort of thing. And it did feel really important to us. It, it, it doesn't make it easier. It does also mean, to be fair, that that's 80 pages of content. You know, I, I don't know how what the ratios are in some magazines, but, you know, it's 80 pages and every page takes, takes your attention, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess also, you don't have to pay ad salespeople to <laughs> try and sell the pages. Yeah, there is that. Um, that's that's certainly true. And, you know, we t- actually, we should say we do have advertising in Big Issue North course, and yeah. it's an important part of our revenue. So um, it's not that we are against it, it's that we feel it doesn't fit for this yeah. magazine. Yeah, obviously not having to spend money on people to to sell advertising means that we can put all our resources and actually getting the magazine out there, which is at the moment our number one priority. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I want to read, um, uh, it's a line that really caught my eye in the introduction. I think it's a, a letter from the publisher. Um, and it says, in today's world where media conglomerates decide who'll be prime minister and social media is manipulated by people with money to influence opinion, we are desperately in need of a truly independent way to hear about real people's lives. I think that's a pretty clear statement of intent with this. I'm really interested to know, like, who are these real people? Who, like, who, who is your definition of somebody who you want to have on the pages of this magazine? That is a really good question because I don't think... We don't have a, a working man. We don't have this kind of idea of, um, oh, these people are real people and these people are fakes. Um, it's really about actually showing the reality of, of life um, of showing every angle of that so that actually a lot of what I think is in this magazine shows the kind of resilience and the beauty in the everyday sometimes. Um, the the first issue, the cover features uh, about the Kellingly uh, deep coal mine in Yorkshire and which was the last deep coal mine to shut down and it looks at the community in Kellingly which has probably been done by the national media and probably with great intention but in a sort of oh this is a devastated community that we should all pity um and actually to go there and say here's what life is like in Kellingly and some of it is a bit shit but some of it's um some of it's really great and like there's a real community here and these are people living their lives um and getting through this situation that's I think that's a really good example of the kind of what we mean by real people it's fully rounded people it, it doesn't mean we never do stuff with celebrities, for instance. Um, we don't do kind of celebrity interviews set up by, you know, X, Y, and Z. But in, in issue one and soon to be issue two, we have had a, a conversation between two people um, who are famous. Uh, but really, it, it's, it's like the antithesis of that junket type thing where they've got stuff to sell. So... Issue one, we had Simon Armitage and Guy Garvey talking about the creative process. Um, and we've got something very similar in uh, issue two. And it, it, it's really it's two people who know each other well, who I think both times now we've done this in the pub. Um, the, the conversation's <laughs> taken place there. I might be wrong about the second one. Um, but it it doesn't feel like that sort of plastic interview that, that 
you might see elsewhere, I suppose. So, so once again, authenticity coming through really strongly and also pubs coming through really strongly <laughs> in this. Yeah, I shouldn't, over, I shouldn't oversell that. Uh, the, the pubs, I, ca- I can't stress enough the authenticity, but uh, the pub is a coincidence uh, that it just happens to be the birthplace and it would seem the key meeting place of all these things. So when you're looking at this magazine and, and like from those first conversations in terms of something you want to do, but then also, you know, as you're like, issue one's out, issue two's on the way, what does success look like? For, for this Mac, how, how do you know that you're actually doing the thing that you wanted to achieve? Yeah, um, selling the magazine and getting it out to people brings its own success because we believe these stories deserve to be told. We would we we would love it if people reading this, perhaps in those corporate environments, got a new perspective. Um, and were able to kind of get a bit of an insight into some of those people and stories who are given a broad brush treatment elsewhere um, the bottom line obviously is that success for us we are our only focus really is on supporting people who don't have any way of earning an income whether that's through selling Big Issue or Big Issue North whether it's through any other means and so we we can't we can't treat this like a vanity project mm-hmm. we we're focused on it making enough money to do some good but also if it can also tell some stories on the way, then that's success for us, I think. Uh, and so with Big Issue and Big Issue, Big Issue North, I think one of the massive strengths of that is that the way it benefits the vendor is so visible. The, you, you know when you're paying your money for the magazine that they're keeping half that money. So what will be the roots for the new issue in helping those people? Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right about the fact that people really value the transaction in big issue and you know you you pay your money and you know that half of that is going to that person what probably isn't as well seen is the kind of additional support and um things that are put in place to to help those people to to change their lives and to overcome any barriers they might have um there's an awful lot of work goes on behind the scenes uh, in big issue and part of that's funded by by charity they're both big issue and big issue north have charitable arms um that do a lot of the additional support and that sort of thing but also any money that we make through something like this will go into uh, providing more opportunities uh, to providing more ability to make us more able to go and recruit more vendors for instance that's so that's a big a big challenge say is that we um we desperately want to help more people and actually that takes resource and it takes money and so things like this when you're buying a copy of this you might not see the impact by the the person on the street you're buying it from but what we do know is that it costs around 25 pound to set up a new a new vendor and take somebody who maybe is begging currently to selling on to selling the magazine and earning an income having a job having that self-esteem so you know but when you take a subscription to this and you take out all the costs that's give or take a little bit that's one person who could make that journey right right yeah so the first issue uh, came out and was dated uh, winter 2019 uh, we're speaking now at the end of february 2020 and the this second issue is on its way so does this mean we're looking at like a quarterly magazine yeah that's right um we're i mean maybe we're being ambitious calling the start of march spring because it definitely feels <laughs> like winter today i've just swum down here from manchester um but 
Yeah, we, the plan is quarterly, and a roughly, you know, end November, March, one in the summer, one in the sort of autumn, I guess. Uh, we will try and be as structured as possible, but I mean, we already think, you know, there's already plans for issue three, um, but we'll see how that goes, I guess. Well, so tell us a little bit first about issue two. So we'll, what can people expect to see in that second issue? For, for people who saw issue one, it, I think that it has a very, it has a similar feel, but some of the stories, we've maybe been a bit more expansive. Uh, one of the, the most, what turned into the most amazing stories in there, we, a, a freelancer went for us to do a kind of photo essay about Beirut with the brief, and this was maybe, this was certainly before Christmas, with the brief to show the kind of modern face of Beirut um, and the fact that it's actually really thriving and becoming a very quite a stable uh, environment when historically it, it's just it's been known as you know on, an on and off war zone and very sort of chaotic and actually in the time that he was there there was then significant political uprising and the story kind of turned into something really different I think what's really great about that story is that it we didn't turn it into a politics essay it it remained about the people in in Beirut but it's turned into something really remarkable uh closer to home we have got a really lovely feature about fell running it, i can't stress the diversity of this magazine um because it tells it it's things that we find really interesting um it's about the community around fell running it's a really really positive and nice story and again the photos uh are i mean they make my legs physically hurt but like the fo- the photos are brilliant from it it's it shows the the real kind of lovable and lovely nature of, of people mad enough to go running up hills in the Lake District and the peaks. Um, what do we, we cover? Grime in Blackpool. Um, we have a we have a regular kind of look at food, seasonal food through a chef called Mary Ellen Mateig who writes for us regularly. Um, we have in conversation uh, Rebecca Taylor who better known as self-esteem she released an album last year used to be in slow club an absolutely brilliant album last year actually and julie hesmondhal who i know as uh hayley from coronation street but <laughs> i gather that's not the highbrow answer to who is she um but i'm sure that will hopefully tell people who she is but they're great friends and similar to the guy garvey and simon armitage right, piece so they for the yes they are but again it's it's them talking about the way they work i think the interesting bit in that is um rebecca talking about the autonomy she now has as a solo artist compared to an actor who's necessarily part of a bigger production and kind of has her role in that so I think for people interested in the kind of nuts and bolts of, of the creative process, it's really interesting and like everything, it's told in a very real and authentic way, I think. Whenever you get the first issue come out, you get this amazing moment of the realisation of all this hard work that's gone into it. And then normally, about 30 seconds afterwards, you get the pangs of regret for the things that you didn't manage to do which then feeds into the second issue, and so hopefully the second issue is better than the first. Did you have anything working on the second issue that you wanted to change or do differently to the first? Um, I actually... I, Kevin, our editor, might give a different answer, but I think the, the feeling of pride was so overwhelming. 
uh, after the quite long gestation period that it there wasn't a huge amount of oh I wish we'd done this differently or we'd included that or you know left that on the floor um having said that I think that what we what you get is a sense in issue two of um finding a voice and finding a kind of um a sense of what works uh and that as I say, from and I haven't seen everything in issue two. Yet. I like to keep a little bit of mystery, but from the bits I've seen, from the conversations we've had, from from what I've read and from what I know, I think that really becomes apparent that it's it's a kind of confident a confidence that come that comes through that this is what we're here for, you know. Well, I've obviously only seen issue one so far, but um, I really like that. So um, thanks so much for coming down. Good luck with this second issue, and um, I. Hope we'll see that very soon. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, um, the second issue will be out start of March. It's available um, on our online shop, which is shop.bigissuenorth.com. Uh, it costs £10 an issue or £40 for an annual subscription and is worth every penny. Nice. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, that's all for this week. I'd like to say thanks again to George for coming over and speaking to me. I really like that idea that subscribing to the new issue provides roughly the funds needed for another homeless person to be recruited into signing the big issue. If you'd like to show your support, head over to shop dot bigissuenorth.com and if you use the code stack you'll get five magazines for the price of four so uh, your subscription will start straight away with issues one and two and then you'll get issues three four and five delivered to you as they're published remember that if you've enjoyed this one we've got lots more conversations with magazine makers speaking about the things they do just search for stack magazines on soundcloud or itunes or wherever else you get your podcasts and of course if you follow us while you're there we'll be able to keep on delivering our new episodes to you as soon as they're ready thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode next week